0: Hey guys, it's your girl Key.
1: And your boy Big Trace.
0: And we are in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen. Today's episode we have my mama Chris. What's up, y'all? And you know, obviously Big Trace. That's right, that's right. So today our topic is gonna be talking about young parents. Because my parents were young parents, so I'm uh, gonna we're still young. Yeah, oh, that's real. They are still young, but um, <laughs> we were young when we became parents. Exactly. Yes. So I have. a and lot your mom robbed the cradle. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. She so my mom it. is like, "What are you nine months? Nine, old? nine months older?"
2: That is not wrong. <laughs> not well,
1: I was. All. I was vulnerable when we started dating.
2: <laughs> vulnerable. Yeah. Not at all.
0: So, um, mom and dad met in high school and
2: started dating in high school.
0: Well, kind of
2: started dating in high school. Like, we were dating in high school, but then your dad was too cool for me, so he didn't want to go to prom with me my senior year, so then we stopped. And then we got back together my freshman year, Thanksgiving day of my freshman year in college.
0: hmm mm-hmm.
2: Like, we talked a little bit, but not much.
1: Yeah, I I, uh, I thought I was too good because I had a six-pack.
2: <laughs> when
1: I got my keg, then I knew she was the one for me.
2: You <laughs> definitely didn't even have a keg when you were in high school, though,
1: <laughs> I had a four pack.
2: Yeah, Then you it was had a two it, pack. No, yeah, no.
1: And then I got a pony keg. A
2: pony keg? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was real. Yeah, no, so met in high school, dated in high school, started dating in high school, and then
0: broke up because mom was petty. That's I wasn't right.
2: petty. Your dad wouldn't go to high-
0: with me.
2: <laughs> How does that make me petty? Well, you knew you didn't like dances. It did no, but he was gonna go to the post prom with this other girl, and I'm not gonna say her name because it's out in public. But he was gonna go to post prom with this other girl, but wasn't gonna go with me. Even if he wanted to go to the dance, he could have gone to post prom with me. So I said, "Deuces." Oh, no. You know,
1: here, here's the thing.
2: It doesn't matter. That's not what the topic is.
1: It's not. It's not the topic at all. <laughs> but I, we've been over this for years, and it yeah, doesn't even matter.
2: Like, like twenty five years. It's been a long time. Anyway, go ahead. Let's go.
0: Yes. So I'm gonna be asking a few questions, a lot of questions. I have like 10 or so questions, but we're probably not gonna to get to them all because you know, you guys like to talk. So my first question was, or is... I resemble that. <laughs> what is it like being young parents? Hmm. Go ahead, Dad.
1: Well, I, I thought it was pretty fun. Stressful, but fun. You don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what to expect, but you do know that uh, there's something beautiful there that you help create. And um, to be active and engaged in that part of life is a great thing. And I, I wanted that responsibility. Didn't know if I was ready for it, but I wanted that responsibility when I saw Cam. And I'm like, this is what we're doing now.
2: Yeah. Well, so let's first of all give like a little bit of a backstory. Like when we say young parents, we weren't like still in high school or anything like that. Right, you right. That, but like I have other
0: questions about that. Too.
2: Oh yeah. So just for um, the clarity, uh, the clarity. Yes, for for the listener's ooh, sake. How's that? Yeah. So um, so we like we said we started dating in high school and then we were dating like all through college and I actually. My senior year in college, like I was pregnant my senior year in college right before graduation. I actually was in labor with Cameron on my college graduation day. So literally having contractions, sitting in the gym that we were doing our graduation in, and your dad and your grandparents were all up top, and there was no air conditioning. It was in Huff Gym. It was terrible. There was no air conditioning. And they were looking down at me every time I was having a contraction and laughing at me as I'm (laughs) sitting there. In my f- stupid big cap and gown, hot as could be, <laughs> having contractions with your sister, and so then right after graduation, literally walked across the stage and then went to the hospital and overnight in the hospital, and then had Cameron the next day. So we were young parents, but we were you know twenty early twenties when we had Cameron. So
1: and by the graduation. way, I wasn't laughing at yes, her because yes. she was
2: like, hot and be? big. I no, thought it was because I was in pain.
1: I thought that in her cap and gown, she was one of the, the most beautiful things ever out there. She was glowing to me. She was, so wait,
2: what, wait, Wait, but why were you laughing? What made that funny? I, you I
1: didn't. I didn't laugh. <laughs> I was excited to see you there because there was there was a chance that so you wow, weren't going to make it. Yeah, and so I was really excited that that you got the opportunity to do that. <laughs> and her professors thought it was good too seeing her walk across the stage. Like um, um, the running
2: joke that whole semester was like, your water's going to break at graduation. Your water's going to break when you walk across the stage. That was like the running joke, even though I wasn't due until like four days later. But, like, that was one of the things that could have possibly happened. And so, then of course, when I got to graduation and we were all lining up, then everybody was like, I was like, no, really, I'm actually having contractions. It we was, had that
1: bag everywhere. It was, didn't it was bad. My-
0: <laughs> so bad.
2: Oh my gosh, that was crazy. Put in so, car. anyway, but then we went to the hospital and had Cameron. Yep. So, it was a crazy start of life because right after I graduated college, and then I'm a mom, like, the next day. So it was like grow up real quick, you know, so that was kind of, that was kind of shocking, but,
1: but, but I think the, the thing that got us through being young parents, um, is the fact that we took on the responsibility of growing with the kids, which was really nice. Yeah, I mean, to have kids later in life, as you grow, some things you just won't accept and some things you don't understand and some things you won't understand or won't try to understand just because you're so far apart. But I think that allows us to be a little more open-minded to some of the things that are going on today and try to engage in things that are going on today right. just because we had the opportunity to grow with with the kids.
2: Well, and I think that just the fact that, you know, we, it was hard, right? Obviously, yeah. like, it was super hard because we were so young and we were just, I mean, you still had a year left in school and I was, you know, just starting my Actually, career. Actually, a semester. Okay, a semester. <laughs> left in school, but you were still in college and I had I had just started my career and yeah. so then I was starting work and then being like a new parent, but it was like, you know, we're still in our twenty, early 20s, 22, 21, 22, whatever it was, 21, yeah. and, you know, trying to just all of our friends wanted to go out, right? They all wanted to party. They all wanted to do that. And we're like, we can't. We, we've got Cam. Like, we can't go anywhere. You know, it's, we've got to do this. And we weren't going to, we had both of our parents were available, to, but they weren't going to be babysitting. That was not what we wanted to do. No. And, and so, you know, everybody used to make fun of us and talk about us and be like, you guys can't do anything, blah, blah, And we're like, yeah, but you know what? Like, in literally in 18 years, this is what we always used to tell them. Like, in 18 years, you guys are just going to be like having your kid in, in elementary school and still need a babysitter, and we're going to be, like, empty nesters. Like, at that time, we didn't know. We obviously had two more kids. <laughs> but it was That's still true. the fact, the, you know, that possibility. And, and right now, it's still a reality of, like, you know, technically by the time we're 45, all of our kids will be out of the house. Mm-hmm. Like, which is pretty cool. And to me, it made a lot more sense that – not a lot more sense, because not like it was – whatever, like, this was a – plot of ours but you know it made a, it made it a lot better for us at this point because like at 45 we're at in our life and we're secure in our life now we can go and do what we want to do whereas a lot of people they are just starting with their kids and they've got to go all the way and they can't like basically retire or be empty nesters until some of them you know 50s 60 years old so yeah we miss out on some of that like partying and all that kind of stuff which isn't really what we did much anyway but you know, I mean, now when we're secure in our life and secure in our income and secure in that, it makes it a little bit better for us to.
1: And it it allows us to theme the rooms when the kids leave. So- <laughs>
2: no, 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 we're not doing that. We're going to have we- like a, a naked room or something crazy. That's right. Crazy. Go that's right.
1: Have a pole and court room. Oh, no.
2: He ain't never coming back. Oh, my back. God. <laughs> that's so terrible. That's right. No, that's not right at all. Sorry, wait till I don't remember what your question was. We just kind of randomly went off. Or was it like
0: being young parents? I mean, that answer. Oh, that kind of answer, yeah. We had fun, though. Yeah,
2: it was fun. It was hard, though. Like, it was hard because we didn't know what we were doing. But I mean, no Newton parent knows what they're doing. But just our immaturity level, like, how to handle it. Whereas I think if, you know, we were already in our career and, you know, years down, like, knowing, like, real life stuff, like, we didn't, I mean, We'd only been on our own, you know, together for just a couple of years. Yeah. And so, or not even that, I mean, like, what, 98, eight nine? yeah, so just literally, like, you know, yeah, about a year or so.
1: I think my biggest challenge was patience.
2: Very much that was your That was my challenge. biggest challenge. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm patient more patient today.
2: Than I am than she is, <laughs> and
1: she was more patient then.
2: Yeah, um, but I think that's because I was, I'm was the mom, right, like, yeah. so of course, like, it has to be like that, but uh, I don't know
1: if it has to be, but well, I mean, like, it's, like it's my
2: day. new baby, like, I'm gonna be paid, you know, anyway. I heard my yeah. baby! My but baby! I never, never, never did I sound like that, or do that? No.
1: Why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Um... My next question was Did you struggle with FOMO? Do you know what FOMO is? Fear of missing out. Yeah. I'm cool. Can you tell me what FOMO is? Okay. Just did you know what it was? I did not. Because <laughs> you had to teach your social media <laughs> ass, old hey, girl. Like hey, why you me some of that, out. girl. I I mean, hey, I
2: think I taught
0: one of them that. I think I taught Corbin what FOMO was.
2: Oh, I, really? I was like, I think you got FOMO. Whatever. I Fear does. of missing out. Dad had FOMO. I did not have FOMO. I, I don't. I did not have because my life was like can like, I didn't care what my friends were doing or going out or. Doing
0: I mean, but things. it's kind of. I mean, not saying you have FOMO now to have, but it's kind of still like that, you know. Like that's a very social butterfly kind of person. Right?
1: I I On did body. miss. I did miss uh, just having the opportunity to just go out. And be kind of spontaneous, in how we we responded to requests yeah, right, from right. friends. I, I did miss the um, and I and some of that we still do miss today.
2: Yeah, right. It's right.
1: just um, just really that. I guess that's fun. That's spontaneous. Yeah, let's go do that, or let's go right, to a like bar. Just drop or, everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we did. I still had. And we still had, uh, times out. I mean,
2: yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. They always wanted you guys. And so we still had the time out, but a lot of it was just what everybody says when you go out and you have a date or something like that, you're talking about what the kids are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless we were with friends and I, and I am a very social guy and, and I do need, I do need friends.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, but, you have friends you don't it you, you made it sound like you have no friends but I made that story. I don't I do oh my god I, need
0: I gave
1: up all my for friends for
2: everybody looking out there he needs friends but, like and subscribe but you i do be believe I,
1: I do believe that one day
2: yeah. somebody's going to like me you're such a dark oh my gosh oh my yeah so so yes that so dad kind of had a little but it wasn't really like fomo though it was just like just that socialization because it does get kind of crazy. Like, you know, you're always with your kid and always like you need that adult contact. You know, I, I think I happen.
1: was I was um, really challenged in that because I would go out and I'd have a good time, but I feel bad about going out. Yeah. You know, especially when, you know, you were there with the kids and I the fellas wanted me to go out with them or, you know, just wondering what the kids were doing when we went out. You know, you still get some of that guilt. Um, I, I didn't want to be that father that was never emotionally available. You know, I wanted to be a part of this whole thing, like all in a part of the whole thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we probably had kids younger than what I thought we'd. I'd have kids. Yeah, at. like three
2: or four years. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. But, you know, if if someone ever asked me if I would change the time that i had kids i would say hell no in mm-hmm. a heartbeat mm-hmm. and it's because i imagine myself with kids and being better with my kids than my parents were with me not that i was they were bad but being you able to provide me yeah, yeah you're right
0: yeah that makes no sense okay my next question is what was the best and hardest part about being young parents I think my
2: thing, best part was just like knowing that it was what we did created, you know, the babies, right? Like Cameron, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, like I love you, Cora. I'm just saying, like, cause yeah. we're talking about the young parents, like right, with Cam, but like knowing that, like, like that, like she was like ours. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't know. It was, I'm not gonna cry. So whatever, move on. Go ahead, Dad. You okay. Okay. <laughs> I
1: think. <laughs> The best moment I had um, was teaching her, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: um, giving her the tutelage at an early age that I never remembered, Mm -hmm. you know, um, from carrying the funnies to the bathroom, like she was really using the bathroom, (laughs) you know, and and, and those funny moments early. I think the worst part about being a young parent is, not knowing what the future holds, you know, we weren't, we weren't in a place that we were happy financially. Yeah, And so we, there were times when we had to rob Peter to pay Paul and we look back on those moments. At least I do look back on those moments. And I'm like, I'm so thankful for those moments because that really helped me shape the way I wanted to raise you guys in that, It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter where you are uh, in your life. You need to tell yourself no. You need to challenge yourself before you just go out and do things just because no is such a beautiful word. And to to understand that gives you pause before you regret doing something Mm -hmm. that you didn't really want to do. You know, you go out and spend $2,000 on the shopping spree and you're like, I'm never going to wear those clothes. Why did I do that? Mm -hmm. You know, or just do something that you really didn't want to do. So at least if you tell yourself no, you tell your kids no, you tell your friends no, and then you think about it for a little bit and then you say yes, that's okay because at least you thought about it. Or you stated no, and that's okay too. So that that was that was probably the most challenging for me because I just wanted to do more.
2: Yeah. I think that, um, for me, probably one of the most challenging things was just like not being able to, like not knowing it was like that uncertainty of like what our life was at the time or what we were going to do or what, you know, how we were raising her. Cause we just didn't know like, we didn't know. I mean, it's not like, it's not like you. it was a planned thing where you go out and, you know, some people are like, what to expect when expecting? And they, you know, to this is when I'm going to go get pregnant, you know, that kind of thing where they know in their life. And so for that uncertainty for us, that was a, a really hard thing. And I think like ours, even though we had been together for four years at that point, before we had Cameron, like it, we hadn't obviously been together in that situation as parents of someone. And so just like how we maneuver our relationship around her, like, cause we hadn't really like, you know, the, the, how you were going to raise your kids. And, you know, we had different, we came from different backgrounds, we had different views and so, like, how do I, you know, I don't want to offend him as my, you know, new husband. I don't want to offend him, and, but I don't want him to do that with my daughter. And I don't want, you know, I don't want to raise her this way. I would rather do it this way, you know. So those nuances, that was really difficult just to, like, get through that and wade through that water and then, you know, and figure he, that all out.
1: I agree with that. And even if, even when we were faced with those cultural barriers, you know, white and black, right, Uh even though they're not as defined as black and Asian or white and Asian or white and Hispanic or black and Hispanic, you know, those rich cultural things, uh, situations, we still had some differences in how we, and even our parents, when they got involved, how they suggested or sometimes demanded that we would do certain things. Mm -hmm. That was challenging for us, you know, Uh, And we had to grow together as a team early so that we can decide how and what's important for you guys. And if we failed, guess what? We failed together. Right. But we didn't let any outside force, no matter who that was, decide how we would do certain things. And that was challenging, though.
2: It was hard. Like, okay, so I remember this one time. This was so bad. Oh, my gosh, it was so bad. So, like, you wanted Cam to finish. It was like a peanut butter sandwich or something. I'm almost positive with peanut butter sandwich. And like she was sitting in her saucer thing, that that chair that like you know you sit on and then she can spin around or whatever. Well, she didn't want to finish it. Like she was just done. And I don't know what what happened, but you're like, you're gonna finish it. Like you're gonna finish. And she was a little. I mean, she was only probably maybe like i mean i don't know she was still sitting in her like saucer two. so no not at all mm-hmm. now she's because she couldn't walk it okay i don't know anyway so i just remember like you would not let her get up and like she was crying and she <laughs> wanted to get up and i was like i can get her out. And you were like now you can't get up and like that was one of those instances was like i don't know what to do like i don't know how to like i didn't want to make you mad about it and i didn't obviously like i wanted to help my baby and it was like such a hard thing and i remember like i went and like went in the bathroom, and this is before cell phones, right? So, I mean, well, we had cell phones, but we didn't talk about cell phones. We had home phones. I went in the bathroom, and I, like, acted like I was in the bathroom, and I called your mom, and I was like, Mom, will you please come over here? And just, because, just come over here. Just act like you're just popping up for a visit. Just come over. Because I knew that you would not tell your mom. Your mom would not take a no for an answer. She would have come in <laughs> the house, and she was going to pick up Cameron because she was crying, and <laughs> you were not going to get to say yes or no about getting her out of that chair. And I was just like, I gotta, go. I gotta get help. I didn't know what to do, and she didn't live that far away, so I did. And she sure beat him, beat, beat uh, him getting her out. So she got there, and she was like, "What she cry for?" And she even got <laughs> yeah. her out. I sounds like oh my she gosh! Was, she's always and you were good. so mad about it. You were like, "No, I'll leave her." And she's like, she here. It was so, you funny. Know, but, like, like that was, what was It was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, in uh,
1: hindsight, I just I look back on some of that stuff, and I feel terrible.
2: Oh, well, it's and, not like it's it was, not, like, hurting her. No, hurting no, her. no. Like I, it was,
1: but there yeah. are some things, and I'm like, I definitely did better with Keegan <laughs> than
2: Cameron.
1: <laughs> Poor Cameron. <laughs> you know? And, oh. and, and even that whole transition from Keegan to Corb with with him being, you know, a boy and all that stuff, oh, that yeah. was rough. And it just didn't know how to... I, I grew up where he just had to be tough, you know? And mm-hmm. we didn't have any girls in the house, and so... it it was all boys and not the greatest neighborhood and you just had to be tough. And it's, it was tough to, to transition into more of a softer character, you know, if you will, in order to feel good about some of the things that you, you did. Now on the flip side of that, I feel great about a lot of the opportunities that you and I together provided for the kids early, even if we sacrificed for those opportunities, but (laughs) <laughs> I look back on some of them I'm like I can't believe I did that. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's it. So my next one I think I want to do is who did you guys tell first
1: that mm-hmm. she was pregnant?
2: Mm-hmm. Your mom.
1: My mom. Mm-hmm.
2: So and she knew because she had been dreaming about fish. <laughs> uh, I knew you were. I was dreaming about fish. If I dream about fish, somebody's pregnant. Somebody. I don't
1: she is such an awesome lady, though. I mean, she's such an awesome lady mm-hmm. when it comes to that. She just knew uh, that we would be okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, she didn't. She didn't get crazy. Uh, I was a young adult. She accepted that fact. She gave me the the opportunity to manage my own responsibilities. I didn't ask for anything. I mean,
2: you she, weren't at home. I wasn't you were at already home. Like out in the
1: yeah, that, that's that's so true. And same. we, yeah. you and I, were stable. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't married, but we were stable. And I think she just trusted that everything would be okay, and we trusted that by telling her, her being the first that we told that that would give us comfort and knowing everything would be okay.
0: True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah cuz grandma or can be scary sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but not for that, like
2: especially not with Troy, like that was that was something you know she would be excited about now. Oh, about yeah. scary, that's my mom and dad. My dad, that was scary. That was
0: Did you Ooh, tell them right that's... after you told grandma or? Um know?
2: yeah, we told because you cuz grandma or can't hold water. So we knew that we weren't going to be able to uh
0: keep, it very keep that very
2: long. So, I remember we told my mom. We told her at work. Remember? Like we went to her job
1: she was just
2: she worked on campus
1: she had to take a minute
2: yeah my, who my mom yeah yeah and then you know then it was like well you gotta tell your dad and that was that was a scary
1: one yeah we sat I sat there
2: yeah that was scary we did living room. I remember who we that was scary Oh
0: grandma's house now
2: yeah mm-hmm and and grandpa was in there and 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 the minute we told him and he said he's out there for a minute and he said don't expect me to babysit. for this <laughs> That's what he said. Don't expect me to babysit. Because, you know, he was disabled, so he was always home, right? Mm -hmm. So I think he just thought that's what we were going (laughs) to just automatically do. And then he was like, then he goes, and you're getting married. And we were like, well, yeah, we knew we were going to get married before we knew we We were pregnant. uh, Yeah, we had plans. We already had plans. But I said, no, we're not. And he's like, yes, you are. And I'm like, no, we're not, because I need to stay on your insurance. Because if we get married, (laughs) that's what I told him. I said, if we get married, then I can't have the baby on your insurance. It's going to cost me a fortune. So we'll get married after I have the baby because I want to stay on your insurance. And he's like, I guess that makes sense. But he said, I'm not going to have a master he's, grandchild. That's He exactly.
1: was pretty practical. He was yeah. a pretty practical guy. He said, I'm
2: not going to have a master grandchild. I remember that. That's so funny.
1: But he, he was <laughs> always that kind of guy. And, and I looked at him when he said it, and I looked directly at him, and I said, we don't expect you to babysit our kid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What I expect... Is that we're going to raise this kid and I'm going to be there to do whatever I need to do. So you don't have to worry about that. And then when Cameron's born, what is it, a month later or oh so? Oh my gosh,
2: it was like, that. like, when dude. do I get to watch a baby? When are you going to make the baby? When you not watch-
1: let me see my grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude. Why,
2: why would you do that? You're going to let me, like, when I went back to work, you know, after mm-hmm. my, like, I get like 13 weeks off, I had great Benefits. And so when I went, going back to work, like, well, Tracy's got to go to school. So, I mean, why would you put the baby in a daycare? Like, I'm perfectly fine to watch her. Like, I'll watch her. Yeah. It was a complete. Like, of course. Like, right away. Yeah. Like a 180. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It was in that order that we told people. Yeah. That was crazy.
1: And it was good for us, you know, to, I think that was the moment for us together that. Uh, I truly felt that team kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, that the adult team, where uh, we, I knew that it just didn't matter. You know, we're locked here, and mm-hmm. you can think whatever you gonna think. This is our, this is our issue, this is our concern, this is our doing, this is our responsibility, and you can feel whatever you want to feel, but this is what we're doing.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Um. Did you have a preference on a boy or a girl for the first child? Well, if you <laughs> ask
2: my dad, he was very upset when he found out that I was having a girl. <laughs> and he said, because it's not right, because the boy is supposed to be the older brother that takes care of his sisters. And it was going to be all backwards because... Now the girl is going to have to take care of her brother if I have another one, have a boy. So he thought that, that was very terrible and I should have. Had, <laughs> and I said, well, dad, what if I only have girls and it doesn't matter? Like who's going to take care of them? So, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, my mom seemed to think that she already, she always knew it was going to be a girl because she had four boys and never had any girls. So mm-hmm. she was And she at that
2: time had one granddaughter. She had one
1: granddaughter. Oh,
2: and one grandson. Yeah, because because Boogie was born? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So she she knew it was gonna be a girl, but at least this this kid was a kid she'd be able to see. Yeah,
2: right. So, uh,
1: but it it didn't it didn't matter necessarily to me.
2: I think we thought automatically like, we had the boy name. We and did. We had we had Corbin. Like we picked that out first. We were convinced that we were gonna have a boy. I think just because. <laughs> so we had the boy name for the longest. I mean, that was what we came up with. I think with your hers. dad
1: kind of creeped into our psyche. Yeah. But then as it got closer, we we're like, we're going to pick out a girl name too, which mind you, yeah. I had no bearing on any of your guys' name. Whatever. But, <laughs> um, we did
2: too, because her middle name is definitely because you had an attitude about it. So whatever. But anyway, it but we knew, we found out One though.
1: One name out of nine. No, know,
0: <laughs> nine. So. It's like, come on. Or more. Or more. 12. Well,
2: we got your last name. Yeah, the last name doesn't count so it's nine. We had to pick nine because the last name was already going to be there. Whatever. Yeah. So, um, So, <laughs> nine because everybody's got two middle names. That's why people are like thinking, what? What are you doing? Right. nine? That's they don't know how to do math. But But we did, um, the one thing that we did, I mean, we did find out that we were having a girl on purpose because yeah. we were poor. <laughs> we were broke kids. Like, we had to figure it out so we could try to collect the right amount of things like I didn't need a bunch of just neutral stuff. Like, if I'm going to have a girl, I need to have girl stuff and put that on my registry or have people with hand me downs or buy stuff at garage sales because I was a garage sale fiend. So, like, I said, I got to find out what I'm having. So, we knew after once we could tell what we were having, then we we automatically, but we kept the name, the boy name that we had already picked out, of course, for our first boy, which was many years later.
1: Yeah, and I still ate at the dining hall. So, I had to eat when I got home. So, you guys can eat.
0: <laughs> what? You're so that's true oh my next question is going to be how and when did you decide on baby names okay
2: my goodness that's an easy
0: one so well it was easy for whom you or dad
2: well so you know like this so our family history my family history is everybody starts with a k all the names start with a k and so then it also is That dad is the only one in his family that has, out of his immediate family, that has two middle names. And I'm the only one out of my immediate family that has two middle names. Why that happened, I don't know. So then we were like, oh, well, both of our kids have to have two middle names then. Because we're the only two that happen to get together, right? And so then our kids have to. Well, my family tradition, everybody starts with a K. Everybody's middle name starts with an L. So that's how my, like... My dad started – it went for my grandpa, and my dad, and then all of his kids, you know, all my brother, my brothers and me. So we said, no matter what, we're doing a K because I said I'm not going to write all that all my tradition.
1: brothers' middle names. And all your brothers' middle
2: names start with an L, right? So then all those uh, – so then we were like, okay, it's definitely going to be a K. It's definitely going to be an L. And they're definitely going to have two middle names. So then that's when we tried to figure out, like, which way to do. So then since, since we got Cameron – and I don't even – to be honest, I don't know – how we decided on Cameron.
1: You always liked Cameron, but you didn't like the spelling. I
2: didn't like, yeah, and well, yeah, because you can't. I liked. I think because I wanted it to be a unique. And at that time, Cameron for a girl. Yeah. I mean, that was twenty-one years ago. So at that time, that was super unusual, right? To mm-hmm. have like girl boy boy names for girls, right? But it was and unisex, so, and so yeah, it was, it was a, yeah, as a unisex name. So I knew we would do something and try to find a K, you know. So that worked out, and then the middle name. So, my dad's middle name was Lee, and both of his parents' middle names are Lee. So, we Son. were like, it's got to be Lee.
1: Sudden. And that, that <laughs>
2: that's why he didn't like that, because of the Lee thing. And so, we, he goes, like I don't want you to go Lee. So, he goes, it's too country. We can't do that. Let's do something like Leanne. And I'm like, Leanne's not country? <laughs>
1: what? Man, it almost was that. Uh, uh, Amber alert because oh. I was gonna take her and
2: run. <laughs> name the baby Lee. Lee, it was. I mean, so anyway, so that's why we got Lee in for that one. So anyway, that's that's. Where would
0: Marie to come her. from?
2: Yeah, Marie was um, just because we had to have something that sounded right,
1: and it flowed pretty. Yeah, well. so you
2: can yell it. Yeah, right.
1: What well, she's done? Exactly. She's done that. So,
0: anyway, yep, that's it. <laughs> how many kids did you guys want at the time? Could mm, you ever like? like oh,
2: I, I actually, to be honest, I really think that we really were thinking only two. I tell people to this day, don't ever have more than two <laughs> kids. I, I mean, it's. Crazy. I tell people that too, and I'm only.
0: I'm. I'm just because I'm part of a three, so it's an odd number of a family. You know, it's, it's so awful. bad. Okay,
2: so like exactly, and I. I mean, I love Corbin obviously, and I would never do anything without it. Like, I would never want to not have him around. But I, I just think like. The two is just where you gotta go. You're outnumbered once you have three. Like it was if- no
1: way we weren't gonna try for a boy. Uh, no yeah. way. And if
0: you got a girl, you guys would have been.
1: I would have been okay. We'd have been done. <laughs>
0: no, no matter what, no more than three.
1: No more than three. When it it was very apparent that everything I did in the house I was gonna lose.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I mean, the we had two bathrooms in the house. The bathrooms had stuff. I mean, it was just a mess. So I'm like, honey, we got to try for a boy. I need some help. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We get so much help now. So. mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Never, ever. Whoever's listening, do not have more than two kids.
0: Well, like, I feel like if you do have more than two kids, you have to have four. Yes. Yeah. Because the three is just so weird. Yeah.
2: Because no matter what combination the three of you are in, if you're all three together, there's always two against one, no matter what. Yeah. It be yeah. Your, your sisters against a brother, a brother sister against a sister. No matter what it is, there's never a good peaceful time. But if it's you by yourself with one other sibling, we're good.
0: You're fine. We know our that right third on. just it's so weird. It is weird.
2: Plus, Plus, it messes you up for your pictures on the rides. Yeah, good. to sit stranger. Yes, you always have to sit with the stranger because we're talking mm-hmm. about all theme park rides. They take a picture of your roller coaster going down, and they always do groups of four. Or it's like awkward where that where like you guys outside. are in the front. You know yes. what I mean?
0: It's, like, awkward where two of us are in, like, a cart with other people yes. and then the other three are in a cart with another person. Right. Hotel rooms, like, you can't sleep more than four usually. Like, yeah. it's all a mess. Just stop it at two. I'm just saying. Yeah. But, like, the odds, it's always, it's always bad. Yeah. Especially when it's, like, we're not far apart. Like, we're all, what, two years? Like, me and Cameron, are, like, two some years apart. You're, like, 22 months and then you and your brother are, like, we're close three almost
1: in. four years.
2: No. <laughs> oh, you said that. Yeah, you you're so still vogue. That's
0: what you almost. I said you were like two years younger than me. That's but even. like in a in a classroom, Corbin is three years younger than me. Yeah, in the classroom. And that's what I was going off of. Yeah, sure that's what you were yeah. going off of. Uh-huh. No, I heard you say don't tell your mom. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what is your guys' favorite thing about having a big family? Uh I think mm-hmm. just like just
2: the fun that we have together. I think it's the best thing that there's just always something new that goes on Mm -hmm. and there's always a different dynamic everywhere you look like, I don't think I could handle having just one kid to be honest, because I think that, I think that would be kind of, Boring just the fact that it's always the same thing, it's always the same dynamic, right? And it mm-hmm. never, like I said, like even when you guys fight differently or whatever, but like you're always interchangeable, <laughs> you're interchangeable, just so you know. Yeah, but you yes. know, like it's like if it's a different conversation when it's just the girls and us, or it's a different conversation, just that you know, the three girls, or with just me and Corb, or like me, dad, and Corb, or dad, and Corb, you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. I think that that makes it good. Like, that's the best thing, I think, for me, is just that it's just that variety.
1: I think I like that answer. I,
0: know. I, I do like good. that
1: answer. I mean, I think I think it really adds that that richness to your life to to be able to whether it's bouncing things off of each other, you know, guiding different ways, doing all of that stuff. I think that really adds to that. So that I I like that answer, and I I, I would agree with that one hundred percent. Oh. Um,
0: as a parent, what did you want to do most for your kids?
1: Mm. I w- this is this is um, probably the most petty thing ever, <laughs> um, but it really bothered me in in school. Like I grew up, we didn't have much,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, we just, we just didn't have much. And I, I envied, I grew up envying money and envying people with money, like they were good people, you know, and obviously later in life you find out that they're not what they, what you thought they were. Right. Um, and many of those guys that grew up with money just didn't make it mm-hmm. necessarily or aren't making it the way that you thought that they would, because they had the silver spoon in their mouth. But the one thing that um, I really wanted was to make sure that you guys never went anywhere without being able to pay for yourself. So we always made sure that you had money in your pocket if you were staying the night over at a friend's house, if you were going out of town with a friend or whatever that was, so, so that I'm on a
2: school bus, yeah, a game or something. That's yeah. that's
1: right because I dealt with that as a kid and it really gave me a complex. I mean, and that it sounds so petty in some so many regards now. Like I, I'm sure I could have made do, you know, could have packed the sandwiches, snacks, or something like that. But to be that oddball out. Where everybody else is going,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, into the, the store, whether it's a gas station because the bus stopped or whatever, or McDonald's or something mm-hmm. like that. And you're just there.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that that really, it did something to me.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so my thing was, I'm going to teach you how to get your own money. And in the meantime, I'm going to get you money to make sure you never have to feel that way. And and that was just what it was so petty, but that's what I did. That's what I wanted to do.
2: Yeah, I think um, with me, like because my family dynamic growing up was way different than your family dynamic. Mm -hmm. And so I think with me, what I wanted to make sure was just that like that you as siblings, you know, liked each other. You know, you're yeah. going to love each other because you're siblings, right? Yeah. And so, and, and like is a, a kind term because I know that there's sometimes that you don't like each other because you're fighting because that's what siblings do. But like, I don't have a relationship very well with either of my brothers. And so, and growing up, we really didn't. I mean, we had a little bit of an age different from my oldest brother to me. And then like my other brother, were like 11 months apart. So, you know, that's like, isn't that right? No, we're 15 months apart. <laughs> I can't do math. That.
1: Yeah, that's the, the act is Yeah, we're fifteen months apart. The act so. is certainly something that was necessary for your parents. What? Early. And and maybe often. And
0: that's means? why you
1: came fifteen months.
0: Shut, uh, so, you and Uncle are like eleven months apart or something. Yeah, well she was that.
1: talking, so we weren't talking okay. about oh,
0: whatever. <laughs> you were Irish twins being Black men. I'm the Irish
1: blackest twins. Irish guy. You, you are ever for met real, bro.
2: <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I think that that was one of my thing is I just wanted you guys to like each other, right? Like yeah. that was the biggest thing, and like so I think we really even to this day we still talk about that. Like we want to when we're not in this world, you know, want to know that you guys are still gonna talk to each other and still gonna hang out with each other and still want to be with each other and be friends with each other. Like that. Yeah. that is one thing that and I think we both like. You know, obviously that whole. You just said about the money. That makes sense, too. But I think, like, overall, that's a big thing. And that's a big thing for you. You always tell them that. You always have that conversation. Yeah, I,
1: I do that. But I didn't feel like that was something that, and, and maybe because I came from Right, because you
2: and your brothers are yeah, tight. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: And, and so, so for I, me,
2: mine was t- totally different. Yeah. I mean, that's all I needed. That and the fact that I wanted to make sure that we went to Disney every year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want my other end of because remember, there was the girl that I went to grade school with, and every yeah, spring break, yeah. they went to Disney. So, that as soon as we could do it, we wanted to, I wanted to be the one that took you guys to Disney every single year. And we have succeeded since Corbin was 16
0: months old. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It hurts. It hurts the pocketbook. <laughs>
1: that's my weight loss program. My pockets I are touching. I can't eat
0: because mama needs to go to <laughs> Disney oh, with the beach. Oh, man. <laughs> my,
1: my pockets are touching. They're so
0: uh, loose. <laughs> Um, one that's a good um, transitioning point point. one vacation that you will never forget like as a family um, I think for me as many
2: gazillions of times that we've gone to Disney and we love it love it and everybody loves it I think that probably the one that I will s- never forget is going to be our California trip oh my gosh but Colorado was really fun too
1: I was gonna say Colorado. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: say, Colorado. I'm, Colorado gonna say Ca- I'm gonna
2: say California, only because I think it was, it was such a variety. Like we did so much in mm-hmm. that time frame, and we it got was, lost in Mexico. You got, yeah, you got stranded in Mexico. <laughs>
1: Let's back up.
2: What? <laughs> Two
0: <What?
1: laughs> time. Could, you
2: couldn't back up. They I said couldn't. you cannot reverse by penalty of law. Cannot was- reverse here.
0: he goes, how did you miss the skyline? I
2: got to talk to the federales. How did
1: you miss that?
2: (laughs) Anyway, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast right there. Yeah. But I think the California, (laughs) I think the California trip for me because I think it was just such a cool experience to like see that with you guys. I mean, and go through and, you know, walk across the bridge. Burrito's, Burrito's bridge. Or the gas station. And, yeah. Having, we were going to do that. We didn't. We ended up with the pizza, I remember, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. But just, you know, it was just such a good eye opening experience for you guys to see, like, so many different aspects of, like, you know, of California. I mean, like, going down to PCH. Especially because was, so cool. was
0: that our first time in California? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And we did the PCH and, like, we did,
0: like all of that. We went to everything Disney.
2: Yosemite, Disneyland, like, San Diego, the zoo. I mean, you got we literally it was like Legoland. Legoland. That's when y'all got lost in Mexico coming home. Yeah, I'm um, saying I don't the, the, the know the why zoo, the midway. I mean, that even was so happened. The whole band yeah. yeah, it was like your fault. Your dad was the adult. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what? So what was your trip then?
1: Colorado was our trip. We we RV'd from yes. Illinois to Colorado, and it was probably after getting through the whole tornado. Uh, piece. It was yeah. probably yeah. one of the, the best trips we had uh, from mining gold to white
0: you know, water rafting. White water rafting. My feet were frozen oh, off. me too. They hurt so bad. Oh, but after so bad. they were frozen, you know, like when you get in an ice bath and you're super cold. Yeah. And then, then they, afterwards, fine. yeah, you're fine. But yeah. then every time a wave would hit or it'd be like awkward, like you'd mm-hmm. be cold all over.
1: Well, the, the real cool part about it is it seems like the more space you have, the more fights you guys have. We didn't have limited R V for have a week or so. Like twice the whole time. Yeah. Trip. It was it was such a I mean, you guys used your words. We didn't we didn't have any, any real issues and we were able to just navigate Colorado, the Denver area for the most part. Um we were able to navigate that pretty good. And so though that, that was exciting to me to just be able to do that. So yeah. I uh, that was my my favorite trip.
0: Yeah, I like that trip. That was fun because when we went to the top of the mountain and it was snow, but it was like eighty degrees. Like in shorts and tank tops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we went to
2: Georgetown and that huge cinnamon roll that Corbin had. Yeah, Yeah. we went. Oh, Oh, that was so good.
0: That was so good.
1: So we're gonna do an episode where we talk about our vacations because we've gone to a number of different places. So we're going to do an episode where we bring in the family and talk about favorite vacations and different things like that. So please tune into that one. Cause that's going to be fun.
0: Yeah. Well. All right. To wrap it up for our last question, I want to say, or I want to ask um, what advice would you guys give to new parents or like young parents today?
1: My advice would be to uh, live like you've been there. you know, don't take things too serious, Really, really work on patience because you don't know and don't don't think you have to know everything, live in the moment so that you give your kid every opportunity to grow up as normal as possible. and without saying, love your kid like you could lose your kid. Don't ever give up on your kid. Those moments are going to be tough because you don't know. Those moments are going to be risky. Those moments are going to be challenging. But at any moment, you know the next isn't guaranteed. So you love that kid, that being that you created unconditionally. And the second part of that is say no as many times and as often as possible. Give yourself an opportunity to think about why you should go to yes because that yes would mean so much more to that kid and to you or why you should stay to no so that it can mean that much more to your kid. It doesn't matter the amount of money. It doesn't matter that. What you're after is to raise the best human being possible because you can do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that that was a big thing. The patience thing is huge. And I think just the fact that, um, especially now, like if you're talking like new parents now or young parents now, just know I mean we had the advantage, I think, of being parents, new parents 20 plus years ago, with which was like the pre- pre-internet parenting right and and pre-social media parenting and all that stuff and so i think that like trust your instincts and don't just go and be an internet parent and go what's on you know what what is the what does a computer tell me what to do you know what is you know talk to your parents that's a huge thing right like talk to talk to your pediatrician that was your pediatrician if they're still alive you know talk to somebody that that has has grown up in that era because i think that you know, you are alive for a reason today, right? Like, so they, your parents, they raised you well enough that you're still there and still alive. So that's a big thing and not to be, um, not to be just like, well, it says I should do this and I need to follow this rule because that's what it says on the internet. And like the book says this, like, that's not it. Like use your instincts and and, and love your babies. You know, like love is the number one thing.
1: Yeah, I think to, to piggyback on that is don't let the internet Don't let technology raise your kid. Exactly. You raise your kid. It's not good enough for you to put your kid in front of a TV or in front of a gaming system and think that they're going to learn what you need them to learn. It is your responsibility to learn your kid, to engage your kid, to make your kid smile, to make your kid heartbeat differently every time they come in the room and see you. Mm. It is your responsibility to be that light at the end of the tunnel when they got that boo-boo or when they walk across that stage for graduation, when they get that promotion. The first person that they run to should be you. And the only reason why it won't be is if you don't engage your kid now instead of having the, the, the internet game systems and things like that be... Uh, raise your kid Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you are your kid's hero and when they're born and they smile at you you let them know that you'll always be their hero and when they when they know that you are their hero that comfort and knowing that they explode with joy so allow your kid to allow you to be their hero and you'll never fail because you won't allow yourself to fail in their
0: eyes Agree. Oh, that was good, guys. I feel very motivated. Not to (laughs) have a kid, I hope. No, 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 don't be that motivated. No, 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 no. not for many years. Well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And on this podcast, we don't strive for perfection. We strive for greatness. So don't be perfect. Be great, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. We'll be right back. back.